Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My man, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start with LeBron James and his 18-year-old son, Ronnie James, who, uh, of course, it was uh, it was about two weeks ago now. It was July 24th, to be precise, Mojo, that uh, Bronny James was practicing with his USC teammates in Southern California, and he went into cardiac arrest. Thankfully, Mojo, thanks to the uh, the quick response of the trainers and the people on site, they were able to get uh, Bronny's heart restarted again. But the bottom line here is, what's wrong with Bronny James, and what does it mean for his future? And that's something that. The James family is still trying to figure out Mojo, and the proof being, we actually have some video of LeBron and Bronny in Minnesota. Now you say, what are they doing in Minnesota? Well, they are at one of the best hospitals in the entire country, the Mayo Clinic, especially Mojo when it comes to cardiology. They've got a top-notch program there. Bron wants to uh, have the best doctors see his child, and that's why they were in town a couple of fans actually saw them there, flipped on the cameras. Take a look. Holy, holy shit. It actually is him. Michael Jordan is the There was Mojo. Uh, it's hard for the James family to to uh, move on the down low. There was a lot of a lot of fans out there, uh, a lot of excitement, despite the fact, obviously, that the family is dealing with a lot right now. Yeah, I mean, look to start this one out, Babcock. It's an absolute blessing when your dad is someone like LeBron James that has that much money yeah. that you're in a position to be able to travel to wherever you need to to get the top medical care whether it's in our country or elsewhere, when you have the means to to go investigate and explore the situation, you can yeah. certainly feel more comfortable about the future and the protocol to to get you through whatever whatever Bronny's going through, because at this point, we, we still don't know. Yeah. Also, a blessing, of course, when you can have that many fans lined up to to show their support and cheer you on. Although I will admit, if I'm, if I'm LeBron, I'm probably telling everyone to, to pipe down before right. you get my son's heart beating up again. And then right. who knows we're, we're going from there. I mean, look, we've, he's moving fine from this short clip. I mean, he doesn't look like he's, he's favoring. He's not keeled over anything. He, he looks completely normal. We saw recently a, a clip of him playing the piano and playing it well. Um, yes. Just scary part with these things. Babcock is just the unknown, not knowing 
what caused this, when it's yeah. going to come back, what kind of limitations that you might have. I mean, these are very, very important questions yeah. that need to be answered so that Bronny, you know, can figure out how to live his life to to best prepare himself, you know, for the, for the future. And that is just absolutely horrifying. I mean, a couple weeks of not knowing at this point, who knows if we're ever going to get that answer. I got to think by now, they probably would have heard something if they were able to track this thing, especially when you're going to the Mayo Clinic and seeing the top doctors on the planet. I got to think if you're LeBron James, uh, you know, these doctors are actually going out on their own and reaching out to you to, to help out. Um, but yeah, again, got to combat the unknown before you put him back out there on the court. Yeah, look, I know Bronny James and LeBron, by the way, their goal has always been to play on the same NBA team. And they have for years had all of these really big dreams. And and this has got to be such a tough situation for Bronny. And you hope that he can get back out there and play basketball. But if it's not safe and he can and it's a danger to his health, at least, you know, it's not a situation where he has to play basketball in order to earn a livelihood for himself and his family. Obviously, LeBron James is uh, and Bronny James, they are uh, they are well set uh, for their future. Uh, I think that's the silver lining here. You just hope if if Bronny James wants to play basketball, you, you definitely do hope that he still has uh, that ability. But only if it means that he stays healthy. Obviously, your thoughts are with the kid. All right, Mojo, moving on to Warrior superstar Steph Curry, who was in San Francisco, Mojo. One of his favorite bands was in town. So Steph and his wife went out for a date night. I'll tell you what, Mojo, this is my favorite video of the day, hands down, because it would not be accurate to say that this was one of those celebrity cameos where you've got a famous guy in the building, he hops on stage, he waves, and he goes back to his seat and plays on his phone. No, Steph Curry is a real deal, bona fide fan of Paramore Mojo, and I'm talking a big fan. So last night when Misery Business, one of their more popular songs, came on, wait until you see Steph Curry, who was actually performing with the band. Take a look. I love how into it he is, Mojo. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's their biggest fan. I wouldn't <laughs> have put Paramore and Steph Curry yeah. together as a as a tag team, but but here we are, man. And how do I say this respectfully? Uh, Steph Curry, should he go out and put out an album? I'm going to say no, Babcock. <laughs> I don't mean to bury the guy's singing voice, but... I think being out there, he buried his own singing voice. But that being said, there's a lot of top-notch artists that can barely sing, but they're master performers. And that's what Steph was right here. The ultimate gauge for success is just hearing that crowd roar. And man, they were roaring, brother. They were loud for him. I mean, they went nuts when he got up there and did his thing. I mean, obviously, his star power shining through. Not like he had to do a ton up there. But while I don't think Steph should go into putting out albums, hey, 
He he might have a uh, a future in doing live performances, man, because he crushed it. Yeah, Mojo, uh, you know how they said Yankee Stadium was the house that Ruth built, that uh, Chase Center. It's a new building, but that is the house that Steph Curry built. So I'm pretty positive he could he could get up on that stage and do anything. He could whistle and he'd get a roaring ovation. That's how lovely. Boxing has absolutely been on fire the last couple of weeks, and we are joined by one of the very best boxers in the world, who, of course, everybody saw, uh, you know, right there alongside his big brother, Terrence Crawford, uh, a few weeks back in Las Vegas. How you doing, Shakur? Thank you for being here. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Man, still people talking about uh, about Terrence uh, and Errol. Absolutely incredible fight. Obviously, if people are boxing fans out there, they know how close you and Bud are to one another. With a few weeks now uh, having gone by, sort of reflect on what we saw in Vegas two weeks ago. I think that we saw uh, one of the greatest fighters of our generation put on an amazing clinic. I think Bud Crawford did everything that he was supposed to do. Uh, I think he showed a lot of the world that he is the truth. Like, he, he's the truth. And uh, I enjoyed watching it. Just, like, to see him in his biggest moment and see how he performed and he stepped up to the plate and done um, everything that I felt like I knew he was going to do. Uh, it was just amazing. It was amazing. Like, it was an amazing feeling for me. Does this make you, uh, as, a, as a boxer, as a guy who wants to be part of these big fights, is, is this encouraging to you to see, obviously we've had Ryan and Tank this year. Now we've had uh, Errol and Terrence fight. It seems like finally the biggest fights in the sport, the best fighters are fighting each other. And it, it seems, it feels like boxing has made a turn in that aspect. Do you see that? And, and as a guy who would be a part of some of those big fights, does that excite you? Uh, yeah, it definitely excites me that, um... I'm definitely seeing like a lot more fights going on. I see uh, Killer Plant, Benavidez, yeah. uh, like that Ryan Tank. Um, it's a lot of big fights in boxing right now. Uh, I just want to be a part of one. So I'm just sitting back and patiently waiting and hoping that uh, I can get well, a big yeah. Let, let's talk about that then. Obviously, Devin Haney has now indicated that he is going to go up uh, a weight class. What kind of hope do you have that he actually comes back down to 135 and you guys can fight? It's the fight everybody wants to see. It ain't really, it ain't really a hope. It's a, I dare him. Like, I dare him to come back to 135 and try me. Like, I'm dare. I, I pray that that's what he plans on doing and I can uh, show the world that I'm the truth. Like, I'm going to... Right now we're looking at Lomachenko, but if after everything unfolds and he fights Regis, I fight Lomachenko and they could build and make that a, a big fight, I dare him to come down to 135. I dare him. What possible explanation could Devin have for not wanting to fight you? He knows the fans want to see that fight. You guys have been talking about it for years. Why would he not want what would be a massive fight? I don't know. I mean, I'm here, but I, I think far as like, for him to come back down and fight me is dangerous. Like, it's a dangerous thing to do. So um, I think that's maybe the reason. I'm a, I'm a big risk. I'm, a, I'm hard to deal with anybody. I think he knows that. He's been around me for years. So it's hard, like, to deny the fact that I'm a big risk. So uh, we'll see. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Does In your mind, does Devin, does he doubt that he can beat you? Yes. I think I think he believes in himself. But I don't think, like, I think when it comes down to me, he know, like, deep down inside, he know, like, I'm the truth. Before I let you go, did you see the fight over the weekend, Jake Paul and Nate Diaz? And if you did, what were your, uh, what'd you think? 
Now nah, I watched it. It was uh, entertaining. They was both like going back and forth. And uh, Nate Diaz is very entertaining. Like he's very. Entertaining. I like watching him. Yeah, yeah. Nate, no, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's obviously a tough guy too. What What did you think of Jake? Were you impressed? Uh, and I don't know if you've watched him box in the past before. What What did you think of Jake's uh, ability as a boxer? And what was his? I guess that's that was his eighth fight. I'm a I'm a fan of Jake Paul. Honestly, like I'm a I'm a, a fan of Jake Paul, but. I think he could do a little bit more. Like, there's a lot more he need to work on. Uh, I wish, like, he was, like, involved in, like, my camp and my area where, like, help him get a lot better. W would but, you tra would you train if he were down? Uh, would you actually? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I would, like, train him again in the corner because that would, like, me being given. That would be me giving a lot to that. But, right. Like, I would, like, be in a gym with him and be around him. And just, like, being around other good boxers is going to make him better, like. I think, like, if he put himself around, like, an environment with, like, great fighters like me, somebody like Bud, and he'll get a lot uh, better. But he's a, he's, a, he's very good for, like, when he, like, started that, for sure. There it is. Shakur, thank you so much for your time, as always. Uh, you know, we always appreciate having you on, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Gotcha. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, Aaron Boone has an absolutely epic meltdown after he's tossed from the Yankees and White Sox game Monday night. The Yankees manager absolutely lost it, and the entire thing happened on video. We'll show it to you next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMC Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, I, I don't know how else to say this besides the, <laughs> the Yankees suck. Team is not there, not good. Mojo, the second to last place in the AL East. They are, uh, they're just not a very good baseball team right now. And uh, last night, about everything went wrong, Mojo, uh, and it ended up in a animated ejection <laughs> of Yankees manager Aaron Boone. So there were a lot of strike calls, Mojo, last night in this game that uh, the Yankees did not agree with. There was a point in the eighth inning. The Yankees at this point were down two to one. A controversial, very controversial third strike call. Aaron Boone had seen enough, and here's what happened, Mojo. On the White Sox. Strike three, Volpe down looking. He does not like that call.
Yeah, Moji, you can see how frustrated Aaron Boone was there. I mean, the, the reality is it's it's been a rough year for the Yankees. Aaron Boone's job is on the line. A lot of Yankees fans have called for his firing, and I think certainly he is uh, feeling the pressure. After the game, Mojo, uh, as you'd expect, the media asked Aaron Boone about not just getting thrown out, but some of the theatrics. Here's the skipper. Do you think you could be looking at a suspension? You were out there for a little bit. Oh, I, I don't think. I hope not. I don't think so. Is there a time limit in, out there? Nothing. Right. You had the one earlier. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Laz did his part in keeping me out there. We're kind of getting on him all night for good reason. Um, so, you know, the the, top, the ejection was was warranted. You know, he, he was in his rights to do that, I think. <laughs> yeah, his understatement of the century there. I'd say so. <laughs> I'm just going to borrow your word here, Babcock. I mean, when you suck, it's harder to keep control yeah. of your motions. I mean, part of it is understandable. Combine that with the fact that you're talking about a man losing his job, potentially having to uproot yeah. his family and move elsewhere, his whole livelihood on the line. Yeah, man, it gets very difficult to uh, contain yourself, especially if there's a call that you don't agree with. That being said, as far as meltdowns go, I got to say, this was on the tamer side. There was no physicality. I mean, there were there were some swear words. So depending on yeah. what exactly he said there, of course, we had it bleeped out in that clip. Uh, maybe not the best look for the sport and for the game and for the fans and kids uh, in the stands. But, uh, yeah, I think the bigger issue, and the reporter mentioned this briefly, was just – how long he was out there, how long he was delaying the game and refusing to let it go. And I, albeit it could have been way worse than it was, uh, you can't delay the game that long and expect to get away with it uh, completely clean. So, yeah. hey, small penalties on the line. Are we talking suspensions? I mean, if you're asking me, I don't think a suspension is warranted. Um I think this is a slap on the hand thing and keep an eye on it for the rest of the season. But yeah, man, when you, when you suck, everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, no yeah. it's a, it's a fact. Look, it's the sixth time that Aaron Boone's been thrown out of the game this season. So uh, it's, it's been bad all around for the New York Yankees. I'll say this Mojo, uh, before we move on here, it's not just Boone who is feeling the pressure and is sort of just being affected by all of this losing. Here's Tommy Canely, uh, the Yankees relief pitcher, just absolutely frustrated. This is when he gets back after the inning in the dugout, just uh, doing his best Paul O'Neill impression there. Uh, everybody's frustrated on the New York Yankees. I'll say this. It's getting late early, to uh, borrow a quote from the great uh, Yogi Berra. And, uh, it's, it's time, if the Yankees do want to make the playoffs and, and hope to go on a run and possibly win a title, although it's hard to believe any of that happening this year, they've got to start playing better, and uh, like now. Mojo, it's time for We Love It. We do love love here at TMZ Sports. And uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra, they are actually... In Japan, Mojo celebrating their anniversary, and they broke some 
pretty awesome news to the world that uh, they are actually expecting their third baby together, Mojo. Uh, they have two other babies, and uh, now baby number three is on the way. There is, look at sexy Sierra with the baby bump. Uh, so pretty, uh, pretty awesome news for their family, Mojo, and uh, obviously their fans very excited for them and uh, their ever-expanding family. We love love. We love it here on TMZ Sports. The three-peat, we got a new triumvirate <laughs> coming to town. A huge congrats to these two. Uh, man, I wonder how many titles these three kids are going to combine for in the future. <laughs> They're platinum albums. I don't know. <laughs> right. They are. Talk about having two incredibly talented parents. Uh, the, yeah, these these kids are are uh, going to be absolutely incredible with uh, Sierra and Russell Wilson as mom and dad. So that's great, Mojo. We obviously wish them a, uh, a huge congratulations. We have got to go. Tomorrow, though, we've got a good one, Mojo. We recently had a conversation with... None other than Randy Moss. Uh, we know Randy Moss, one of the greatest receivers ever to step foot on a football field. The question is, who is the greatest receiver playing right now? That's the question that we asked Randy Moss, Mojo, and we are going to get an answer. No tap dancing here. Randy Moss answers this question. You're going to find out tomorrow who he believes is the greatest wide receiver in the world. It's going to be great. Yeah, having one of the greatest of all time coming on to name who the number one of right now is. Babcock should make for the best show since today.